12-step lifestyle is a new lifestyle, but you're not the only one living this new lifestyle. How do friends in recovery help a person in their program? This is Beth Wee in the Koinonia Kitchen with Lee Kimball. Hello, Lee. Good morning, Beth. Today, I want to talk a little bit about how important it is to have friends on the journey with you. You can have friends that aren't on the journey. Mm -hmm. You might be married to somebody who's not on the journey. But you need to have people who understand the journey if you're going to live a 12-step lifestyle. Absolutely. So what do you think? I, You know, there used to be this old saying, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, eventually you'll get a haircut. And what they're talking about in that is, where are you hanging out? If, if you're trying to live, let's use sobriety as an, as an example. There's many things that the 12 steps are used for. But I'm going to use alcoholism as a, as a base for this analogy. If you're hanging out with people that are always drinking, eventually you'll have a drink, is what that's saying. If you hang around at the barbershop, eventually you'll get a haircut. Um, or you're more likely to. You know, there's a lot more um, temptation. There's a lot more self-will necessary, more than putting yourself through the motions. What do you think of that? Any thoughts on that phrase? Yeah. With that, um, I think it's more more so when you're beginning your journey. Especially. Especially when you're be beginning your journey because as you as you live through the live through the steps and gain experience and, with, with and it, for this example, sobriety becomes a way of life. Becomes a way of life, you know, in that, you know, you were referring to alcoholism in that book, Alcoholics Anonymous. It said that if you're on, and I don't quote exactly, but on in fit spiritual condition, you can go anywhere any free man can go. Those are the promises of step 10 listed in, in the big book. And, and those are wonderful promises. It basically says you'll recoil from alcohol as from a hot flame. Hot flame. So, so you're right. So for the beginning, I'm going to give an example. I was working with someone who was going to see Stevie Nicks in concert. Mm. And everyone this woman was going to go with was going to be smoking pot and doing drugs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and this woman was a recovering drug addict who had just put down the drugs. Had just. Had just. Yeah. And I said, you know... Can you take your own car? Can you have a way out? Is there, or can you go with someone who won't be smoking pot? Can you, can you afford, those tickets were really expensive. She couldn't afford to buy another ticket to bring another friend. And, and I said, this is going to be a choice now. Do you miss the concert because of this? Or do you go and hope for the best? What do you think of those kind of circumstances? Those are difficult decisions in your early days of trying to live without your substance or your behavior. And again, you emphasize the early days because... It won't always be like that. No, it won't always be like that. But the thing is, what you may not be realize is the choice you're making is much more significant 
than you may realize yeah. because and and it almost it almost sounds trite but i can always go to a concert but what price am i going to pay for you know when you say go and see what happens or you know roll the dice i'm not inclined to gamble with anything i can't afford to lose and we're not talking about having a bad night we're talking if 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 somebody in that situation picks up one of something the phenomenon of craving starts and there's no guarantee they'll ever be able to put it down again. Right. And they lose the ability to predict with any degree of certainty what's going to happen. So it may be better to pass on that. Mm -hmm. I had another woman I was working with who, who, who whose addiction was with relationships, a relational problem that she had. Not uncommon. And she tended to kind of sniff out a person who would abuse her. Mm -hmm. And... That's never how they appear when she first would meet these people. And I asked her to use her senses because she wanted to date this person. And she wasn't in her program for a year. I was suggesting that she wait one year before she start dating again. Do you think that was a harsh suggestion? No. Oh my goodness, no. And again, it comes under the category of, do I understand why that suggestion is being made? You may not. But the point is, it's the experience of others. And I can remember there was a time where I had met a lady and we did not know each other long. And we determined that we were getting married right away. <laughs> and I had other stuff going on in my life at the time. And some very wise people said to us, you know, it's, this may not be a good idea. You know, what often happens is, and what we told them is two things. You don't understand. Mm. We're different. Yeah. Okay. And when you're dealing in 12-step with other people that have been where you are. With experience, strength, and hope to share with you. Don't kid yourself. They yeah. understand. Yeah. And if you're going to believe you're different, you are on very dangerous well, this, this, in this case, I asked this woman to go with a group and to just see how he was with the group. Oh, okay. And um, that's what she did. And before they got into the relationship, she ascertained that he had a history of abuse. And it was an interesting thing that she was drawn to him. And yet she didn't succumb this time. Oh, she didn't. Okay. She didn't. She went with the group and somehow something he said to one of her friends made her understand, oh, this, I'm, I'm attracted to something that I can't understand yet. Now, that's not always what it's going to be, but friends that are working 12 step with you can keep you safe in other ways. Um, someone to call when you're on edge, when you feel like you're just so close to jumping off to losing whatever it is you're working on, to losing your date when you started a new way of living and just diving back into the insanity. Uh, making a phone call can really help. It, it, it can save your life. It's not uncommon for people in these situations to be coming from having had experience with isolation. And when I say isolation, yeah. you know, you can be in the middle of thousand people and be isolated completely isolated yes and you know, speaking with picking up the phone 
in a, when times are good mm-hmm. is going to make it easier when something's not so good right. to pick up the phone. So we're saying basically, be careful. If you're hanging out with only people that are using the substance or the behavior that you've been trying to you know, overcome your powerlessness with, maybe it's not such a good idea. Bring a friend who's in the program with you if you're going to be in a place where you could be in danger. Call someone when you're feeling on edge. How about this one, Lee? I've heard of some people go to their 12-step meetings early and they stay late so that they can get to know people, so that they can exchange phone numbers. They can see, you know, maybe somebody would like to go out to breakfast or out to lunch or, or go see a movie or do something that they haven't done in a long time because of their addiction. Um, so I'm just saying, when you're trying to recover, especially in the early days, creating a network of other people who are trying to live a new way of life will really help. One of the fun parts is, especially when you're new, to go to a workshop where you have to go away and stay in a hotel, go to a workshop, a convention, some kind of time away that's focused on your recovery. It could be at a... a uh, an Al-Anon convention. It could be a, a CODA um, a workshop in another town. but And then you go with friends and you're staying in a hotel room. So you have a sanctuary, but then you can go out and sit by the pool with them or, or go out to dinner with them or whatever. It's a wonderful way to create new friendships in your new lifestyle. I was a guest at a convention once where I believe there were 50,000 50, people in a common solution that had come from a common problem. and They had to it, be from all different countries and everything. It was electric. Yeah. It, it, it was electric. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, I have to tell you, it was 50,000 people when you would run into them. Was there like, was gratitude. There was joy. It was, it was just... Well, they say that 12-step meetings are where strangers come together to reminisce. And that's pretty much what we're talking about. Get to know a stranger who's walking the same path you are. It will help you. You're not alone. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.